Hello. Hello. Hey, 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 hey. Yay, yeah, yay, yeah, yay. Yeah. Hey, everyone. So, I'm uh, this is Lexi Shade. Hey, y'all. Hey. Y'all do my little traditional. Hey, y'all. Hey. Thank you so much for tuning in this afternoon on this segment. Okay. So, before I introduce you all by name to this lovely young lady that you all just heard on here with me as well, um, I'm going to go ahead and just let you know what we're doing. So, the name of this segment and today's um, date is um we're, we're airing it as a pilot show but we are planning to air it every third monday of the month at noon so it'll be your lunchtime business chat so to speak and it's called lex and ty tell you why and so of course you all know me my voice this is lex but then i have taisha Wright on the segment as well and in her own right i am going to allow her to tell you all a little bit about herself so that you all can know exactly who you're speaking with. She's actually not a stranger to the show. Taisha actually has been on the Lex in the City show with me when we were in a live studio, and it wasn't in a podcast format. It was actually just streamed through Facebook Live on a station called WLLS. And so if you all look them up, you might can even still see some things on YouTube for the Lex in the City show when we were on that station, me and Taisha, if you want to get a visual of her. But I will go ahead and pass the baton over to her and let her tell you about herself, and then we'll get into our segment topic for today. Hello, my name is Taisha, Taisha Jamil, and I am a business owner. I have been a business owner for 13 years. I own a daycare in Maryland called Hug a Child Christian Early Learning Center. Um, I also help uh, black women, Christian black women um, in particularly, with building their own businesses. And I'm so excited to be here today. Yes, and so excited to have you back. And thank you so much. So you all heard that, right? 13 years in the business, correct? So 13 yes. years in the business. Okay. 13 so, years. Years in the business. Okay. So now you all, and hopefully if you, when you're listening, this makes sense as to why I would invite her on. Because first of all, I probably only have half of that in business. And so I, I would say this, Ty, I'm going to just go ahead and get your props to Taisha. You are <laughs> at a certain level, and I'm like, uh, you probably at level, well, I, I'm going to go ahead because you probably wouldn't say it. I'm going to give you a level 10. Um, <laughs> I'm probably about a level 4. but And then my stuff is just struggling, you know. So I would say Taisha has been an established business. I've been a struggle best business. But hopefully, <laughs> both of our expertise together and any other knowledge we pull from other places will help you all because you have two different levels of experience here on the line. So yay for that. Um, well, so I have you all a lot of experience because <laughs> I also have a lot of experience because I was once a struggle bus too. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> there you go. There's some lessons out there. What they say you don't, they best learn when you have to go through them yourself, right? Like, it's like sometimes All you don't always lessons. get it. Yeah. All my lessons come from experience. Okay. So, which is good. Yeah. Which is, yeah, which is good. That's, you know, so, okay. Thank you. You always make me feel better about myself. I appreciate <laughs> that. <laughs> So today, the name of the topic, the segment again, you all, is called Lex and Ty Tell You Why. And the purpose is just to tell you all, just give a few minutes of conversation um, about some things that are important in business that sometimes just get overlooked, that people don't really know are important in business. 
I think that most people, like, say, for example, Ty, just being extra, but a married couple, you know, married, most married couples that's been married for a while, they know that it's those little things that actually matter. So I would say even in business, yeah. and, you, and I know you agree, as long as you've been doing business, that it's the smaller things sometimes that actually add up to the big things that make a big deal on your bottom line and your yeah. business and your, um, your business um, yeah. success. So tonight we're going to, I'm seeing this afternoon, we're going to tell you about how important it is to um, have, uh, make it so that your business can still operate if you should happen to, if, if social media just happens to go down. You still just want to make sure that you can still operate. And actually, um, I didn't get to mention this, but part of what um, drew the attention to this segment and why we thought it was important is because Blackout Tuesday. Like, I'm, I'm sure you probably mm-hmm. see some people who, um, for those mm-hmm. of you all who don't know, early in the month of June, we did, they, they had a thing on social media right after George Floyd's unfortunate death, and they called it Blackout Tuesday as a form of protest. Well, I can't remember specifically um, the lady's name who was, but she was really upset. And apparently she has a following. I think she sells that stuff, CBD oil, and, you know, and she's into all of that kind of stuff, the total life really yeah and she was really like complaining and and feeling upset about the fact that Mm. she you know was losing business and losing sales but you know it was Mm. some people and it was and i was actually appreciative to the fact that a lot of people commented back to her and were saying well number one you know if you're successful you should be able to be successful with or without social media you know number one that's what i made that was a good point and then yep the second thing that somebody said was you know, it's like you that money hungry, you know, that you can't just take a moment to just say, hey, you know, for a bigger purpose. So it was just so that kind of made me say. And then also to me, Ty, and I, I think you probably see me post this stuff on Facebook and stuff. I am just taken back by social media sometime anyway, you know, because it's not that you're trying to hide from anything. But sometimes you really, especially when you're a person doing this on your own, you have to take a moment to step back off of that stuff for a minute because it will just overwhelm you. Because even when you're on yes. social media trying to do your business, you're bombarded with so many yeah, other different messages. You know what I mean? <laughs> that you can't even yeah. do your business that. So those were the reasons right. that made me, that actually drew me to want to bring this conversation up with you to our listeners, because I think that it's very beneficial. So just to, did, mm-hmm. I don't know if you had anything else to add to that, or if you wanted to go ahead and jump into some of the things that you have, um, you know, that you, you, you have to bring to this conversation, because I know you got something well yeah all of my points today Mm -hmm. is right about that because if you are a real business person a real business person which unfortunately in 2020 um there are not a lot of them Mm -hmm. because we have it's really like being a one-trick pony. Mm-hmm, we have mm-hmm. people who only know how to reach their clients through social media. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And people like me, <laughs> I didn't have Facebook yeah. and Instagram to build my business. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I was successful before Facebook and Instagram. And that's why it really took me mm-hmm. so long to even do business on there because I was like what I need it for. <laughs> right, right. I'm, I'm already good. Uh-huh. You know? Did you feel pushed? Um, did you feel pushed a little bit to get into it? I did. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> I did feel pushed. Yeah. But honestly, you know, I can I'm, I can still run my business with if Facebook goes down, if Instagram goes down, 
my daycare slots will always be filled. Amen. Amen. Mm-hmm. Yep. No, that's good. That's um, good. And so what are some of the ways yeah. that you were able to do that? Um, since you, like you said, social media wasn't that present. I have briefly mentioned this to you and I'll just tell the listeners and then I want you to definitely jump on in is that, you know, when I started Facebook and Instagram kind of was around. Cause of course, when I started the Lex in the city show, the first time, the first station, that was about mm-hmm. 2015. So, you know, you think that was only five years okay. ago. Mm-hmm. So Facebook and Instagram mm-hmm. and stuff was definitely coming on the scene and different things like that. But right. I was probably on Facebook and have been on Facebook for a while because Facebook has been out, of course, way longer. Instagram, my mm-hmm. nieces, you know, I have younger nieces. They're in their early 20s. By then, yeah. they were like preteens. They were always introducing mm-hmm. me to this stuff. So they were like, oh, I see you not on Instagram. And then my niece actually one day was mm-hmm. at my house and made a page for me, my personal page. So mm-hmm. by the time, so by that time, I already knew how to work Instagram because I had been doing it for personal reasons. So of course, personal naturally, reasons, yeah. I just went ahead and created one for the show, and I was able to connect yeah. with some people because it wasn't so oversaturated then, you know. Yeah. But it still, to me, felt a little bit more of a natural connection because it wasn't so oversaturated. You know what I mean? It wasn't so many influencers. Yeah. It wasn't so much spam going on, you know, and robotic, yeah. robotic type of accounts. So I do feel like that still allowed me to build a little bit of a, you know, like audience from there. But like mm-hmm. you said, it was more so natural word of mouth, you know, type of thing, relation, building relationships, mm-hmm. you know, and coming from my yeah. background as a PR major, public relations is based on building and establishing and maintaining your relationship with your public, AKA your audience. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. there's a org, there's always a part of my brain that defaults to that, but I want you to go ahead and jump into that. Cause I know you have something amazing <laughs> to say about that. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I have a few points. Um, so my first point would be, be amazing at what you do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people say, oh, you know, word of mouth is the best form of, of advertising and getting your business out there. The best form of getting your business out there is being amazing, being great at what you do. Because truth of the matter is, word of mouth is going to get around no matter if you're good or bad. Mm-hmm. So if no they're going to talk about you, be amazing at it. Be great at it. Be so good at it that everything that people are saying about you are good things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nope. That's good. That's good. And so, because like you mentioned, that was pretty much where you got most of your customers, would you say, when you started? was mainly just that word of mouth referrals. When I first started, that was really my bread and butter. Mm -hmm. Um, I aim to have my business to stand out and I aim to be excellent in every manner of everything that I do. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. that was different. Mm-hmm, <laughs> Let's be honest. Mm-hmm. In the child care world, child care providers mm. and teachers and directors, Ma'am. they can be very, very, um, parents don't trust us. Mm-hmm, Let's be honest. When you mm-hmm. first meet us, you don't trust us. Yep. And rightfully so, because there are a lot of people in my, um, in my uh, career who do not do well, do good by children. Mm-hmm. They've given us a bad name. Mm-hmm. So my goal, when I first get a client, I'm going to excel in all your expectations. Yeah, That's my goal. That's good. That's I'm a- going to show you that I'm different and I'm not putting it on the front. It's real. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No. So when you're, when you excel at what you do, when you're different than the other business person that does the same thing that you do, and you stand out because of who you are, you stand out. Mm-hmm. Because of what you bring to the table, you stand out to your client. 
then they're going to talk about you. Mm -hmm. If you make, um, let's see, if you braid hair and Mm -hmm. you do more than just give everybody a headache when you braid their hair, but you (laughs) take care of their hair. Absolutely. (laughs) If you tell them, you know, give them tips on their hair, give them tips that can last longer, Mm -hmm. that is going to be your own promotion. How wonderful you are at what you Mm -hmm. do. Mm Mm-hmm. That's a fact. That's a fact. And that's so good that you said that. And I hope I'm not cutting you off, but I just had an example of what you just said. Um, Because I actually went to, so I went to two different salons. So natural hair, your natural too high. So if you've ever had Mm. to go to the shop and get your natural hair done, you know how much more expensive it is to get those, to Mm. get your hair done in that state than to just go ahead and go get a you know, a, a relaxer and, you know, get your a roller little, wrap. Yeah, your little <laughs> roller wrap. Right. It's just, I don't know what that is, but it's, I guess, because it is more detangling and, you know, more time under the dryer and the <laughs> treatments and everything else takes longer. So I guess it's just mm. pretty much like how when you go to the car shop, they charge you for the time, basically, probably more than anything else, the time and the effort and the energy they have to put into it. But mm. the difference is, I went to a shopping at Greenbelt. And I think I paid about 120 somewhere between 120 and $160. And I didn't mm-hmm. feel like the service, you know, was, was worth it. Like, I really felt bad about mm. that. But I literally, two or three years later, went to a shop all the way out of Virginia to this young lady that I had been mm. following. And she actually, and she did my hair. And I probably spent the same amount of money. But like you said, yeah, she added value to me. Like, she, yep. she, I could tell that she cared about my hair. She explained the yep. different the texture that I had. Like she broke all of that down mm-hmm. to me. She gave me lists of products that I was able to then go back and use, like buy mm-hmm. on my own to be able to use at home and manage my own hair. So I will never forget that experience. So just thinking about the difference between that first mm-hmm. time and me feeling like I just throw my money down the drain to me actually going back to somebody totally different a few years later and, and just getting a whole different experience. So you're absolutely right. That. That is everything. Creating that experience for your clients. Exactly. That, that want makes exactly. them want to refer you to more people. So, <laughs> I'm sorry. I do have a follow up question to that. Um, mm-hmm. So now I should have probably asked you that first because now it's losing me. Um, do you think that social media? That's what it was. Word of mouth. Do you feel like, to a certain extent, social media has crippled people when it comes to um like you know handicapped people so to speak when it comes to their business like because people know that they might get a lead from social media or you know their social media following their ad campaigns and stuff is so great they drop the ball on having the mindset of making sure they get that good word of mouth referral because they just know that somebody else is probably going to find them on social media and the business is still going to keep coming on. If that, if that makes sense, do you feel like that kind of gives people a false perception of how successful this they is can the, be in their business? I think that social media definitely has its place. However, mm. you have to figure out for your business, for your industry, what place that is. Mm. And like I had to okay. figure out for me, social media is exposure. It's not, I don't... There you go. Um, Get relieved in referrals per se. Yeah, it's just exposure not, business. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's only for exposure for people to see what I do in my daycare, the different things that children get to do, and all that mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. Do I get people who um who are interested in enrolling? Yes, I do. However, you have to know what kind of business you have and where the social media fit in. Mm-hmm. Now, this is the thing. 
the you're right it does cripple people because then they only rely on social media you know why because they have this idea of oh let me get a thousand followers because a thousand followers is going to be a thousand sales no mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's not mm-hmm. no <laughs> mm-hmm. no 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 okay yep. I, if you have a brick and mortar right mm-hmm. meaning okay yeah, I'm old school. So if I say I'm not old, I'm just old school. <laughs> so when I say right. brick and mortar, that means that a building. Means brick and mortar means if you have a building, right? Yeah, right. And mm-hmm. you're on social media, you might have a hundred thousand followers, but if you're in Atlanta and I'm in Merlin, I'm not going to get to you, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So you mm-hmm. have to learn how to use social media for your benefit. That works for you and not mm. relying on it. It can't you can't completely rely on it because I might know about you in Merlin, but does your know your, does your neighbor know about you in Atlanta? Yeah, that's a good point. And that's, that's the really thing good. that social media stops us yeah. stops well not me, but stops some people from getting out in their community there and making go. their community aware of their business. Yeah, the grassroots. Because stuff. you're that's, so focused mm-hmm. on social media, if you say for instance I had this conversation with a graphic designer. You're a graphic designer. Have you found out what businesses in your area have bad uh, websites? They Mm -hmm. need you. And they're Mm -hmm. walk down the street from you. Mm -hmm. Or they're in your neighborhood. Uh, This young lady, she ended up having to get, she ended up getting two clients that in her, in her, um, so it's like, you're so focused on um, social media building Mm -hmm which is international, is worldwide, but you have people right there in your community, in your town that could use your Absolutely. service. Or use your mm-hmm. product. Or use whatever it is that you mm-hmm. offer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a good so point. So social mm-hmm. media, yeah, social media um, causes us to, if this makes sense, it causes us to think wide when we really need to mm-hmm. bring it down. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. And it, it because it doesn't, I, that, that's a good point. It's like, and then I think, I guess, I didn't want to say makes you lazy, but because I, so I won't say it makes people lazy. I do think that social media makes us less resourceful, like you said, because that you can't, you oh, almost yeah. can't think past that. You know what I mean? Like, you almost can't think yeah. past that. Well, like mm-hmm. you said, the young lady who had the business online and she went off yeah, when, when, yeah. uh, when, when black mm-hmm. people hit. Yep, yep. <laughs> that's crazy. Yep, so that's that, yeah. Uh, I mean... Yeah. Y'all listening? Yeah, I was going to say, y'all she... listening? <laughs> <laughs> Thinking no, yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. No, okay. you're good. Cause, and you're right, though, to be able to um to have that, that to talk to those people that's like grassroots, you know, next to you, you know, the word of mouth, mm-hmm. keeping that clientele there. Um, it was another point that you made, but right. I'll, I'll try to bring that back around when I um, when I remember. So, you said something about building relationships um, with clients. What's some of the ways? I think you have a good example as to how people can do that. So, um, my point number two is build relationships with your clients, um, and don't be afraid to ask for a referral. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, don't be afraid to ask for a review. Mm-hmm. So. Um, we forget that we are supposed we're supposed to be relational with our clients, mm-hmm. right? Your clients should feel welcomed and they should feel something from mm-hmm. you that's more personal than just the person who doesn't hasn't hired you okay. yet. 
your mm-hmm. client is now closer mm-hmm. to you. So um, once you start doing their services and doing it, everything is going great, everything's going good, a lot of um, business owners, what they do is they ask for reviews too early. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. My recommendation is build a relationship with your client. Once your service with them is 75% over or say if whatever it is that you do for them, I'm a daycare owner. So my policy is my client has to be with me for one year before I ask them for a reason. Mm-hmm. Why? Because within that one year, we did gone through some things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. we have, you know, we may have had some disagreements and they've been able to see that I have great conflict, conflict resolution yeah. skills, yeah. right? I don't ghost them. I communicate mm-hmm. with them. I'm great with their children. My staff is great with their children. You know, they get to see me a well-rounded experience of my mm-hmm. business. Mm-hmm. So then I'll ask them, can you, do you mind doing a review? I'll send them a message typically around like November to ask them for a review by the end of, before the end of the year. I say to do it when you're almost over with your business for that reason, because you've built a relationship mm-hmm. with them. Do not ask your client for a review before they fully experience your product, mm-hmm. your service, mm-hmm. even if it's product-based. Mm-hmm. If you sell candles, okay, they buy a candle from you, don't ask them right away for a mm-hmm. review. Let them, you know, let them get used to the candle. Let them use the candle when you're in their house so they can have a story to tell when they write that review. Mm-hmm. 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 So that means you have to follow up with mm-hmm. them. You have to reach, you have to be able to contact them after it's over. Now, when they do that review, that one review is going to make you dozens of sales. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. So taking the time, so what you're doing is you're really taking the time to cultivate that review yeah, for the experience of the customer that's going to read. Right, right. Mm-hmm. I can't I agree. ask mm-hmm. a parent when they first sign on, when they first sign off me, I've been here for like 30 days, I'm going to ask them for a review. No, they don't know me yet. Mm-hmm. You Especially know, in that type of industry. Week. Yeah. It's, it's, exactly. it, takes, it definitely takes time. Exactly. Yeah, it definitely takes right. time. So even if you're doing like, if you're an event planner, mm-hmm. you know, when your event is 75% over, I listen, event planning is stressful, mm-hmm. okay? <laughs> so mm-hmm. by by the time you hit 75% and you're almost done with that service, that client should know, girl, she took the weight yeah, off my back. Yeah. I didn't have to do anything. Mm-hmm. She called the vendor. She did mm-hmm. this and she did that. They have a story to tell about Absolutely, you. absolutely. So that next person who's reading that review mm-hmm. Who's like, listen, I got to plan this event and I do not want to do this. It's going to be a lot of stress off of me. It's a lot of stress on me. Mm-hmm. But if they read that re- review mm-hmm. that you took the time to cultivate the relationship with that person mm-hmm. and they wrote that review and then the person is reading it, they're going to be like, oh, that's exactly what I need. Yeah. Yeah. That is exactly what I need. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, so yeah. take the time mm-hmm. to build the relationship and it will cultivate the review i agree i agree and uh, i have a question about that but then also just mm-hmm. to your point because you all i didn't put this out here but Ty knows how knows we 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 known each other for a minute um so i have a background in events event hosting you know um some mm-hmm. event coordination things like that certifications and whatnot so i definitely to your point can understand and i do think that 75 percent is a great time to ask for referrals 
uh, for those of you all listening who maybe are in events or something related to that industry, I will also say when we say give a review, we're talking about your clients. Um, you know, the people who come to the event, though, is a little bit different. I think that when you have the yeah. people who come to the event, you kind of want to do that type of review situation pretty quickly, you know. And the reason, mm-hmm. if, if not even while they're at the event, like towards the end, you know, like maybe you have a, a wind down time, a cocktail hour, you know, something that's kind of like rounding up to the end. Because like you said, at mm-hmm. that point, you're almost finished that event. So then you can kind of like mm-hmm. get their feedback because you want to do that as soon as possible. Just because like you even said, time, people do forget. You want to give people, yeah. um, time, like you don't, you want to give them time in certain situations like in your industry. But then when it comes to stuff like events, because people's attention yeah. span is so short, you kind of want to do that sooner and rather than later. Too, mm-hmm. In those type of situations, like say, for instance, if you, like you said, you did an event or say you're giving a class and you're giving a seminar, you want to do that review before that event is over. You know why? Mm-hmm. Because you want the emotion that they yeah. felt. Yeah. Yeah. You want to be able to ask them, so how did you feel when you came into the venue mm-hmm. space? How did you feel about the venue layout? Mm-hmm. You want them to still be able to gather that feeling yeah. that they while felt, they're there. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. While they're there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So that's good. So just like what you said about the social media, you know, like knowing what purpose it serves. I guess kind of also knowing depending on your industry also what purpose you need to review for mm-hmm. you know and what your aim and your end goal is even for getting that information so i just had about uh, one just one baby follow-up question ty do you ever think that it's ever mm-hmm. a good time or an okay situation to offer some type of incentive for people who do actually do the reviews just to try to increase the chances of people actually giving you a review because i also feel like and, but then I know that sometimes that gets touchy because then you don't want to pay for it because then it might not be on the TV. Exactly. So what's your, is that what <laughs> yeah. your answer was going to be, basically? Yeah, I don't, we're not paying for reviews. Okay, okay. <laughs> that's a, that, I wouldn't suggest that. I want it to be authentic and go. I want it to be real. Okay, that's And good. I want you to know your incentive is the fact that I'm going to keep giving you great service. Right. Your incentive okay. is whoever you refer to me, they're going to get the same great service that you got. That's good. That's good. Okay. Okay. When no, it comes good point. to doing a referral. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. I just had to know. Um, and I'm sure somebody else out there was wondering the same thing. I thought it seemed a little shaky too, but I just was like, let me just ask anyway. For yeah, I've seen mine. people say, <laughs> yeah, I've seen people say, you know, give me a review. You get this off of your next, you know, your next service or whatever. But that to me is not authentic. If I got to pay you for a mm-hmm. review, I really haven't done my job there that way. Go. That's a good, that's a good point. You're absolutely right. <laughs> and like you said, you don't want people making yeah. that stuff. No, thank you. You yeah. know, because it'll be like yeah. the same thing it is on social media. Somebody drop an emoji, you know. They're like, oh, great post. I mean, post. that's like paid followers. You know? Yeah, that's there like you go. <laughs> they be like, oh, great no. post. And and because and, I've had people do that on my <laughs> show page. And I be sitting there looking like, really? Because I know it wasn't a great post. But you just come through some of some great posts. Okay, thank you. You I, know? <laughs> I, block, I block all inauthentic Oh, uh, that's good. Comments. Okay, that's good. I block, every, I block them that's all. That's good. I don't even want you to be included in my yeah, numbers because you're not real. Yeah, that's a good point. The followers <laughs> too, right? The fo- you know, which can we talk about that? For yeah, a if second? I realize that you're yeah. not, go ahead. If I realize it's not mm-hmm. real, I, I block yeah. them. Because and that's because let me tell you, because I was just thinking, first of all, people follow you, and I said I'm giving followers probation period. 
you know, for those of you all listening, I don't know, but I'm like, I'm going to give you like a week. I'm going to track my, I track my followers now. And then I give them like a week. If a week or two, you still mm-hmm. following me, then maybe you're a real follower. Then I might go to your yeah. page and engage with you, you know, but if you follow me today yeah. and then I go look for you and two or three days from now, and you no longer on my list that you wasn't, you know, right. You, these are unloyal, you know, like these, these followers, nah. are unloyal, you know, like I can't they're not. <laughs> All right, they're so not. That's good. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I think you you have some so, other points. Yeah, did you have something leading back into that? Third mm-hmm. point. Yeah, my third point is find websites that promote your niche. Mm-hmm. So there are so many websites out there that promote um uh event planners. Mm-hmm. You know, they're. Uh, if that promote daycares, that promote, you know, can whatever your niche is, mm-hmm. find a website that does just that. Because when Facebook goes down, they're still going to be up. Mm-hmm. When Instagram goes down, they're still going to be up. Why? Because they're, your success is their success. Mm-hmm. They are invested in you. And don't be afraid to pay something for it. If it's a membership, pay for it. When I first started out, I became a member of a um, a website that promoted daycares, and it has been very good to my business. I pay my yearly uh, my yearly membership fee, and their job is to promote my business. That's good. My job is to keep my information current on that um, on that site. That's a good point, right there. Um, that's a that's a good yeah, point, right there. Keep mm-hmm. the information current Please. on everything. On everything, yeah. <laughs> um, so this site has never gone down. Mm-hmm. Never, mm-hmm. ever, ever, ever. And the website, I mean, um, social media, meaning Facebook, Instagram goes down. Mm-hmm. You know, they have glitches. The other day I was on Instagram and there was no sound. So they have these glitches, you know, mm-hmm. whereas you have a site who, mind you, these websites, when people go to these websites, they're looking for people like you. Mm-hmm. So if you're a hair braider, Promote your business on a site that promotes, you know, beauty, uh, beauty care, mm-hmm. because people are coming there looking for you. Yep. It's not like Instagram where you have thousands and thousands of different types of business. Mm-hmm. They're not; they may not particularly coming there to look for you. Yeah. Even though we have hashtags and stuff on social media, but let's be honest. Mm-hmm. Come on, mm-hmm. I mean, it's not. It's it's so much other distraction. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But if I go looking for, um, say for instance, there's a website about if, if, if there's a website about events. I'm about to go. I'm planning an event. I need to go to a website for events. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. That's where you need to be if you're an event planner. Mm-hmm. So definitely get your business listed on websites that's in your niche. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's good. And your niche. And your. And I like how you said niche. Just for the people who don't know, because. You know, you could be in an industry and then there's still so many different things in that industry that you yes. have to narrow it down. So when we say niche, we mean your narrow down focus and you have to narrow it, yes. narrow it down enough because like, you you know, this how you should. it's so many different. And I learned this in classes and then, you know, just in re- building relationships with different people that's an event. There's so many different avenues for events. You have mm-hmm. promotions, you have, you know, you have outdoor yeah. events. You Event have spaces, musicals, and, yeah. you know, and, and concerts, yeah. you know, the nonprofit. I mean, there's just so yeah. many different things. So you definitely want to make sure you find something that's niche down enough that it will cater to your specific market 
for the type of events that it is that you do. You know, you don't want to be a person who um, who really wants to just work with nonprofits, but you want a site for wedding planners, you know, and, and, and right. if, if you don't want to have nothing to do with that, right? Also, another tip in that same area is um, make sure that whatever site that you're on, make sure that they have foot traffic. There you go. Uh-huh. Do not pay yeah. for a website that you do not see, you know, advertised or okay. that you don't see around town That's or see, good. you know, mm-hmm. on the internet or mm-hmm. on TV. You have to make sure, <laughs> excuse me, that that site has actual foot traffic. That's so good. Mm-hmm. That's so good. Yeah, because the website has a footprint as well. The same way you wouldn't want to be in a shop and not then be somewhere, you know, like you mentioned as a hair braider. And they don't get no type of walk-ins or nothing. When you're a new person as a stylist, right. you want to go somewhere where they have foot traffic. Same thing on the internet. Right. That's a good point, Ty. Oh, right. Right now. Hope y'all listening, taking some notes. I'm learning, too. <laughs> All right. So what would you say? So my... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. What was your, what was your next thing? No, I was going to go into the next tip. Yep. Do you have another... Oh, no. Uh-uh. Nope, you're good. <laughs> okay. Uh-huh. So my next tip, tip number four... Um, give your clients incentives to re- incentives for referrals that convert. So, do not give incentives for people who just refer you. You know, and they don't, and the people they refer don't buy nothing from you. They don't sign up with you. Nothing. Do not give an incentive for just a referral. Mm-hmm. Give an incentive for a referral that converts to another uh, product sale or client for you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And your incentives do not go broke giving incentives either. Your incentives should be a portion of what you can afford to um, that you're making up for in your in your um, in yourselves. So for me, my my current clients who are enrolled with me right now, if they refer someone to me, and that person actually enrolls, meaning that they gave me their deposit and they gave me their first week tuition. They are currently now my client. So now the person who referred them will get $50 off of their uh, tuition mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because they referred someone to me who I'm now making more money from. So that $50 is not a loss. Mm-hmm. That residual income. Mm-hmm. It's not a loss. Yeah. 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 That's, no, that's, so mm-hmm. that's an incentive. Yeah. Okay. And then, and so like you said, because then at that point, more than likely, if they're giving you a referral, then they already have that relationship with you. So, and and unlike exactly. giving a chamois review, <laughs> they're going to give a more honest exactly. feedback to the people they're referring because they already know you and know what you have to offer exactly. and what you bring to the table. Okay. That's good. That's exactly. good. See y'all. Telling you these things matter. All right, did you have something <laughs> else to mention um, that was kind of like along my, those lines, but a little different? I have a, my last point mm-hmm. is, and it might sound similar to the point I just made, but it's different. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, create an affiliate program. You can pay clients, even your old clients, for converted referrals. Now, this is different from an incentive program. Now, this is meaning that your clients are going to make money from you, right? Mm-hmm. So, let's go, again, let's go to back to the hair braiding. 
um, business. So if I get paid, if, if, okay, an affiliate program, just for those who don't know, mm-hmm. an affiliate program is when a company pays you for the business you send to them. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that means if I get my hair braided at your company and I'm an affiliate of yours and I tell five people and they come to you and get their hair braided, I get paid for every single person that came through your door and got braiding services. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now you're not losing money. You're not, and your volume will more than likely is your volume and sales are going to go up. Mm-hmm. Why? Because although I know five braiders, you know, they're great braiders, only one of them are paying me, will pay me to promote them. Mm-hmm. So who am I going to promote the most? Mm-hmm. The one that's paying you the I'm going to promote mm-hmm. pays me. You know, no, I put a, yeah. a picture up on social media a few days ago. My I got my hair braided and I got easily maybe like between my um, between the comments on the post and my inbox, I probably got about 10 people asking me where I went to get my hair done. Yeah. And out of those 10 people, you can you can average probably about four of them, mm-hmm. knowing how I refer people and they actually go through, probably about four of them are going to go get their hair done. Right. So if mm-hmm. I was an affiliate of the person who got my, who did my hair, then I would have got paid for each and every person mm-hmm. that came through her, um, that came to her services. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, if you are, um, say, for instance, you're like uh, Lexi doing event planning, right? Mm-hmm. Where basically people are not doing event, like like getting their hair done, you know? Right, of However, course. Mm-hmm. once they do that one event with you, if I'm still an affiliate with you, I'm going to tell everybody about you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to tell everybody. Especially because of the it's an affiliate program. Right, right. And then I think, like, like I think you already was, was probably about to say this anyway, but because it also goes based off the industry, right? Depending on how much yes. money you should expect to receive back in these programs. Yes. So, like, like you said, for right. example, it may not be that many events that a person might be able to refer someone to, but the dollar amount, more than likely for an event, is more even than they would pay to get their hair braided. You know, even though hair braiding is expensive, right. you know, you probably think... Right. That's about 200 times 10, at least, depending on the type of event. You know what I mean? So if you get in the commission off of that, you know, or something like that, then people have to kind of, I guess, see it from that perspective as well. And what you have to do is you have to give, listen to this very closely, Mm -hmm. you give an affiliate approval to people who you know directly come in contact with your client, that your ideal client. Mm -hmm. Meaning, Mm -hmm. okay, Mm -hmm. Say, for instance, um, a candle company, right? Mm-hmm. If you're a candle company, you want to have an affiliate who might be a home stager. You want to have an affiliate who does interior de- interior design because they're going to be mm-hmm. using your product a lot, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. They're going to be using it for your clients. So giving them an affiliate link will, will um, promote your business more with them mm-hmm. versus... A person like me who just got a daycare and I just like candles. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, right. Yeah. It wouldn't it, it wouldn't be a it wouldn't make sense to approve me for um an affiliation with your business. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. However, if you have somebody like I said who does home staging, who does um who's I don't even know, like maybe a realtor or something like that, 
who comes in direct content, uh, direct contact with your ideal client there you go. on an ongoing basis, mm-hmm. or even that uses your 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 product, product on yeah, an ongoing like, basis. And then, like as um like swag bags or you know anything like that, and they're like, okay, I'm going to be you know putting your candles in my swag bag for this event, you know, or for these types of events. Would you say that's like another good example? Because you say like someone um, who uses the product. Hello. Yeah. Uh huh. I'm just trying to get uh, a feel of what like an example of someone who might use your product, right? That you might want to get in the affiliate program. Um, yeah, it has to be someone who uses your product on an ongoing basis. Um, okay. If someone, like for you, if you do, if you want to do a contract with somebody, always um, use their product in your swag bag. Good idea. Mm-hmm. Okay. Just make sure that it's like continuous, like it's continuous exposure, basically, Hello? is what you want to. Mm-hmm. Can you hear me? Hello? Hello? Hi. Yeah, yes. I can hear you. Can you hear me? Okay, I can hear you, yes. Okay, okay. So, yeah, so you just want to, so basically you make sure it's a continuous exposure. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I have one last question before we get ready to um, wrap up and close out. And, of course, I want to make sure that you let the people know how they can reach you and all that good stuff. Um, but I wanted to ask, when it comes to the affiliate program, in addition to Finding people who have um, who can give you continuous, you know, exposure for your business to make the relationship work better. Would you say also make sure that the people you're bringing into the program is honest, you know, and and has some level of integrity? Because it's almost like, I guess, for the person offering the affiliate program, you want to make sure that you know that when you refer, this people going to pay you. You know, like I just, I guess for the people on the other side of that, I want to make sure people know don't just be going into affiliate programs with people you don't know if they're really going to make good on what they're guaranteeing you. And so, in that case, do you think it's good to also have a contract in place? Um, yeah, for the affiliate link, you're definitely going to need a contract. Okay, okay, good. Okay, you definitely have to have a criteria for it. You, you have to have a criteria. You have to have your policies mm-hmm. and systems in place. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I don't think that, like, say, for instance, if you sell product online, if you, maybe you sell, oh, what can I say? You sell hair products or something like that. Mm-hmm. You can have your stipulation is that for you to be an affiliate, you have to promote our stuff on your social media page you give reviews of your products and stuff like that mm-hmm. okay hold on I'm sorry I missed that last part oh I was saying that if you own if you have a hair care product mm-hmm. you can have your stipulation is that they have to do reviews and they have to post their link on their social media or mm-hmm. they have to um uh do a do a review on your blog or something like that of your product. Okay, okay, right, that makes sense. Okay, all right, see, so like, I mean, you're sure gonna you know things in place. Yeah, yeah, you have to have having your contracts in place so that they can know what to expect from you. They're gonna know how much you're gonna they're gonna get paid. Mm-hmm. So that there's mm-hmm. no, you know, there's no, and everyone knows what the expectation is of each other. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
That's the point of contracts. We'll have to definitely make that a topic for another yeah. segment as well. Because people always see contract as them being bound. You know, like, but really that also helps bind the other person. It binds the two together, so it's, it has a purpose. Okay. Right. All right. Well, thank you so much, Miss Miss Aisha Jamil, I know you have to get to some things. You know, we all got some different things going on, but definitely please let the people know how they can contact you. Me too. Um, and 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 that we'll definitely be back on in a, in a, in a few more weeks. But definitely, we just want to let people know how to get. So here are the ways that you can get in touch with Taisha Jamel. You can look her up on social media, and that is on Instagram at Taisha Jamel. That's T Y E C H I A. J-A-M, as in Mary, E-L-L-E. And then you can also visit hugachild.net, which is the website for her daycare that she has been an owner of for 13 years. All right, so again, thank you so much for listening to this episode. Of course, you know how to reach me and reach the show. That is Lex and the City Show underscore podcast. And that is on Instagram. And it is also Lex and the City Show on Facebook. There's another Lex and the City out here, but Lex and the City Show is how you find us. Also, you can visit L-E-X-Y-S-A-D-A, LexiSade.com for more. want to thank you so much. Love you all. And we will return with this business segment on the third Monday at noon in July. And the show, Lex and the City Show, will return the first Monday in July. Thank you so much and have a blessed one. Bye.